there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then just, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I am salt. Hey, I like that. <laughs> I thought and you I'm, were going hard, so. Yeah. And I'm Cam. How are you, gentlemen? Pretty good. Pretty bloody Luke? good. All right. mm. I'm feeling, uh, feeling a little under the weather. Oh, oh shit. I think I've got, um, I think I've got Havana Syndrome. Oh, no. uh, what are your symptoms? Having a good time with the boys. Having <laughs> <laughs> a good time with the boys. Okay, yeah, that works. I don't know if you you stuck the landing on that cam, but yeah. it was a pretty good attempt. How are we? Yeah, we're good. Um, we're talking about the Havana syndrome. <laughs> Sorry, uh, this is good. Now this is chaotic energy that this podcast thrives on. Yeah. If this podcast doesn't have chaotic energy, it's sunk. We're talking about the the Havana syndrome for the second time only, maybe the third time. Yeah, maybe we've talked about it on the news before. We've talked about it on the news a bit. Yeah, uh, we did do an episode on this like two, three years ago. We barely touched it on that episode though. We got sidetracked so much, which is very unlike us. Did we get yeah. so? Did you go back and listen to that? Yeah, episode thirty six. Wow, that is a long time ago. Yeah. So what did we get? So was that? Where we were talking about directed energy weapons in general, is it? Did we perhaps get sidetracked by the guy who was getting zapped in the dick? Yeah, no, I think that was. Was that it, the same episode? No, different episode. Uh, we were talking oh, about that directed, guy was great. <laughs> yeah, that I think we did get sidetracked to talk about some gang stalking stuff. Yeah, so it was all in that in that world. Maybe I was turned off before we got to that guy, but I think he was in a different episode. Right. Whichever episode that was, that was a classic. Um, but episode 36 for, for this particular topic And maybe that if I turned it off too early When I was listening back right? Uh, but it was good No, it was a good, good listen Sorry, that was all the research I did I just listened to an old episode <laughs> I feel like uh, So the thing with Havana Syndrome Is that there have been quite a few developments Since we did that episode Yes I think one of the main developments being oh, Hang on, do you want to just quickly say What Havana Syndrome is? Havana syndrome is a syndrome suffered by uh, U.S. embassy workers in Cuba, but also around the world, mm. in which they complain of headaches, 
migraines, nausea, general feelings of malaise, uh, which are believed to come from the bloody Russian Zapidum. Right. Mm. Jesus, that sounds like me almost every day. Yeah, well, not to spoil Havana Syndrome for you, but basically it's a bunch of like super common medical issues. <laughs> yeah, so this is, I guess, there's an interesting thing. Oh, Sorry, okay? that was me. Yeah. Taxi. Fucking oh. <laughs> classic. Um, the interesting thing about this, so remember uh, 20, early 2020, uh, I got a I got a concussion. Yep. And one of the things with concussion and kind of long uh, was it post concussion syndrome is they don't really know what's happening, but you get all these freaking side effects that you're pretty confident are related: headaches, um, frustration, all these sorts of things. Yeah. And reading this, I'm like, ah, these people aren't getting that. You know, there's no evidence for it. And I'm like, wait a minute, it's not too too dissimilar to symptoms that I'm having that that you know doctors don't really understand. Are you over your post-concussion syndrome? No. But also I don't have a theory that I'm being zapped. No, or if you do, it's unrelated. Yeah, I'm probably like, (laughs) I'm probably being zapped with all sorts of things, but I don't feel like that's showing up in the concussion. (laughs) Yeah. All of the tingling in your dick, that'd be the zapping. That's just my natural energy. Yeah. And and so they have have people have big dick energy. The Robo has tingle dick energy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a tingly thing. Uh, where are we going? Um, the there have been some studies into this saying that they have noticed actual impacts on the brain through MRIs and stuff. Mm. But some of those studies are pretty conflicting. Um, you know, sample size is quite small. Some of them say they're kind of overselling what's involved. Uh, you know, it, it's not really conclusive that anything physically is changing at all. There's also been a little bit of study done since we did that app where they actually somebody actually recorded some of the noises. So it's Oh no, that was in our app, but but please repeat it because it's funny. <laughs> okay. Well, so they part of the, the thing is that they, they have all of these symptoms, but they also say, you know, we, we heard a noise when the symptoms started. Uh, or we'd he- we'd hear this noise constantly and it sort of drove our symptoms, which was this sort of I don't know how to describe it, like a cicada s- sort of noise, <laughs> or like it sounded a bit like crickets, mm, mm. just uh, just like crickets. But yep. And one of them actually managed to record that audio, and then they sent it away for analysis, and it was just crickets. <laughs> <laughs> so there was, I did sort of look at some science, some attempted scientific explanations for what could be happening, and is it possible? And they said, yeah, maybe. You know, this isn't too ridiculous, but it wouldn't make a noise. Like it wouldn't shooting a beam through walls that has, you know, could potentially hurt your brain. Yep. And maybe you think you can hear the noise, but you can't shoot a noise directly and then have it go through walls and things into people's brains. They can shoot things over distances with microphones and noise, but I don't think through walls and stuff is is doable. Yeah. So the go on. Oh, I was just going to talk about um, the so the what was kind of interesting. This lady that is really pushing it quite hard. She's written a few articles about it. She's a, a very uh, award-winning journalist, Julia Ioffi. I don't know if I said that right. Do you guys have you guys heard of this lady? Mm. 
What do you know about her? Not very much. <laughs> okay. Um, so she, uh, Russian-born but educated in, in the US, um, had a, a glittering, glittering career in journalism. Like, you know, smart, smart bloody cookie. But she, um, she's she been in trouble. She got in trouble with uh, the Trump campaign or just she actually got fired over something she tweeted about Donald Trump where she said uh, either Trump is fucking his daughter or he's shirking nepotism laws, which is worse. Uh, and that's when he hired, like this was just right at the start of his his tenure where he hired, um, what's his daughter's name? Ivanka. Yeah. Mm. Which when I read that, you know, she got, she was fired over some things she said about, you know, accusing Trump of incest. I was like, oh, wow, that's like, that's juicy. But really she's just making the same joke that everyone else is making mm. is that like Trump's super hot for his daughter. Yeah. But she, he clearly was. Yeah. Uh, and she lost her job over that. Uh, but she then she was already being hired by another another place. So she immediately got another job. Um, but she also she said that uh, Donald Trump radicalized so many more people than ISIS ever did. <laughs> uh, she had to apologize for that. And then Donald Trump uh, called her some kind of sick woman. Um, she's been accused of being a sorry. She accused someone of being a Russian troll because uh, is the uh, someone that wrote for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Um, and the story, like when they tweeted it out, it just had like a, a two arrows. I don't know what the symbol was called. It's like your fast forward or rewind button on a on a video, um, you know, video player or something. And she, when they tweeted it, she said uh, she accused them of being like a Russian troll farm website. Because she said, "Note the Russian quotation mark," because oh. the, the double arrows were apparently Russian quotation mark. Which she she retracted, but it was like, "Ah, uh, it's just a small town paper that you know they use that as their like, you know, how, you know some some Twitter accounts have a symbol they use, and that was just theirs." Yeah. Um, so she does seem to be a little bit quite anti-Russia on a, a few things, and she spent a lot of time reporting over there. Um, She's drawn some criticism for her kind of anti-Russian bias. Uh, she's also super into Israel, like really pro-Israel. Um, so, you know, there's a few things around it, but she's she's really pushing it. And I saw her on ABC Australia talking about it. Yeah. And she was basically saying, you know, this is all, like we've proven this now. This is all evidence um, and all the evidence points to Russia. And I was really looking for the evidence and I couldn't really find what she was actually referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was sort of talking about some of these, you know, scientific um, studies into it, and you know, none of them seem to be super conclusive, unless you kind of want to pull out that they are. Uh, and then she was getting an argument with people below, and people were like, on her Twitter when she was talking about it, and people are like, you know, there's nothing really to this. Like, how are you saying this is Russian, you know, evidence of Russian involvement in this without any evidence? And you know, there's some coincidence that there's one attack in Australia where Russians were in the same hotel as CIA people that, that claimed they got attacked in Australia. Uh, so there's a couple of, like, Russian-related things in that. What was this hotel? Where was the Australian oh, I Havana incident? I, I looked up a bunch and couldn't find too much evidence of it. Uh, but I, I did find it a few places talking about it separately of each other. You know, they weren't referring to each other. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of real solid information about it. I mean, the thing is... You say that you couldn't find the evidence, but 
the US government, so they've recently brought in this legislation called, it's like the Havana Act or something, right? Yeah. Which is designed to like address this issue and to like, I think to provide compensation. Yeah, it's compensation. For uh, US service people who have suffered from this thing. So, <laughs> from getting on the beers too much. The U, but all right, seriously though, Salty, if we could just for a second. The US, the, the US government isn't in the habit of rushing into things without any evidence, especially not the US military. Just a little, uh, a little joke on the state of the US military again. <laughs> a little wry observation for you there, Robert. That's great. Especially, observation. Um, especially in the death of uh, one Colin Powell, someone who certainly would never cause the US to rush into something with no evidence. Right. <laughs> no. The Australian attacks, I've just quickly Googled it. Uh, Russia accused of mysterious Havana syndrome attacks on CIA, official, CIA officials visiting Australia. This is by Latika Burke and Anthony Galloway. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't say where. There are really scant um, information about it. And this article says uh, the attacks first reported by GQ magazine. And if you click on that article... That is uh, Julia Ioffe, or Ioff, uh, reporting on it. In the Gentleman's Quarterly. Yeah, yeah. But again, so that she is saying uh, two sources with knowledge of the situation who asked for anonymity. anonymity yeah, we know discuss matters that did not have authorization to disclose to, the, disclose to the press told me about the ongoing attacks. In the fall of 2019, two top CIA officials, both in the clandestine service travelled to Australia to meet with officials in that country's spy agency, Australia being part of Five Eyes, blah, 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 blah. While in their hotel rooms, both of the Americans felt it, the strange sound, the pressure in their heads, the ringing in their ears. According to these sources, they became nauseous and dizzy. They then travelled onto Taiwan to meet with intelligence officials there. They felt it again while in their hotel room on the island. Uh, according to these sources, the attacks were becoming increasingly daring. One of the CIA officials hit in Australia and Taiwan was one of the agency's five highest-ranking officials. So you can kind of probably work out who that is, right? Yeah. <laughs> like if he's, I can't say who it is, but it's one of the top five. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, because it's... Because of the fact that it happened in Taiwan and Australia, like if it had just happened in Australia, like they heard this mysterious noise, I would have been like, so did it sort of sound like... Just quietly? Is that, the land, is that the land down under? There's an explanation for that. Is there's that the land? Yeah. While, while I was reading that, I was like, oh, can I work in the land down under for this somehow? And I, it was too late. <laughs> like there's an explanation for why you would hear that noise in the background everywhere. That's just because we love it. Mm. Uh, but the fact it was in Taiwan as well doesn't yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, when you're traveling and if you're traveling across, you're traveling across multiple time zones, mm-hmm. and you're out of your, you know, you're, you're probably feeling a little bit unwell, and you're out of your comfort zone. Yeah, a bit dried out from the plane. And like hotel air is pretty pretty unpleasant if you're spending time in a hotel with aircon. It oh, makes mate, no, the I difference. That. I love it. I love it. Get me off a fucking 20-hour plane flight to London and get me straight in the Hilton, please. Um, well, next time you do that, th- see if you uh, have a 
are ringing in your ears. Yeah. Haven't yet. Um, but yeah, it seems to be a lot of a lot of the reporting on it stems from from her original story, and not much more other than I mean, you know, there is the, the government have come out and said, yeah, we're we're saying it's happening. You know, we're going to compensate people, uh, but there's still no, you know, no one else has come out with sources for it. I guess. Robo, can I just make a note? Mm. You seem to be quite measured. Uh, about this, uh, but aren't mm. you also a massive Russia weirdo, <laughs> or have you come around on this a little bit? I'm just a uh, impartial observer. I call it as I see it, Cam. <laughs> yep. And if I, <laughs> all right. if an entire global story is based on one person's evidence, I want to see multiple evidences. All right. So, a few other people have turned their hands to sort of trying to explain what the geo is. Mm. Uh, there is a couple of scientists uh, who I want to say their names are Robert Bartholomew and Robert Ballow, the two Robs. Yep. Uh, they put out a book, Havana Syndrome, Mass Psychogenic Illness and the Real Story Behind the Embassy Mystery and Hysteria, mm. which is just basically suggests that, um, that all of these people just went a bit cuckoo bananas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mass hysteria. You think you think something's happening, and then you know you get a headache, and you're like, "Oh shit!" I did see someone compare it the other day to like a wind farm syndrome. Mm. So, like the thing where they did some studies where people who lived near wind farms, who nobody had told them about wind farm syndrome, which is this thing that some people say you get from being around wind farms from the Constant vump, vump, vump. Mm. Uh, people who had never heard of it were fine. They didn't feel any symptoms. Yeah. Once they were told, oh, wind farm syndrome is a thing from being near wind farms, hearing the vump, 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 here are the symptoms. They're like, well, okay, now I'm, I am feeling those, those symptoms. Yeah. That's also proved to be not a real thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. It's this thing, like these guys wrote a book. That's got to count for something, right? This other person's <laughs> just wrote a, wrote a few articles. <laughs> yeah, and like, I mean, I the level of journalism she's at, she's not just saying to her editor, oh, "I've got these anonymous for- sources from the CIA." You know, they are getting fact checked. So, I feel like there is some belief, and her sources aren't. You know, she's not making things up. Hmm. Um, I just don't. You know, the evidence hasn't really convinced me. The conclusion is CIA. Uh, oh, sorry, Russia. But is, um, a, is a book more credible depends. than that? I don't, is it? Did, was it a, was it a PDF first, and they turned it into a book? Well, that's a, that's my question. Somewhere in the in the middle of those two things is a, a book length PDF, right? Yeah. Have you got one of those for me? <laughs> oh, you know what? I wonder if Miles Mathis does have a take on Havana syndrome. While you look that up, um, just another an article about. Um, it's from the Washington Post, and it was, says the case for Havana syndrome scepticism. And I thought it was scepticism for it being like you know our position where it's you know we we don't think it's happening at all. Well, that's at least mine. You know, it's it's probably some sort of mass hysteria. And I thought it was saying like you know no, no you should actually listen to these sources, but they're saying it's probably mass hysteria. You should be skeptic about these attacks. 
um, and they've called out that journalist I'm talking about saying her report is ultimately hobbled by an admission. I always suspected that these illnesses were the product of deliberate attacks and that the Russian government was behind them. From that point forward, it's hard not to detect confirmation bias cropping up. So she's kind of been accused of coming to the conclusion of Russia did it and then just trying to find anything she can to justify it. Uh, there are no PDFs by Miles Mathis on the oh, subject of Havana syndrome. Uh, actually, you know, another sort of example of a, this sort of psychogenic illness might be uh, Morgellons syndrome, which we've talked about before. Yeah. What is... The, that's a, like the thing where, you know, you think you've got fibres under your skin mm. or fibres coming out of your skin, but mm. nobody, there's like nobody who has... Morgellons who didn't like read about it on the internet first. Mm. There's no no one's like presenting <laughs> at the doctors with it mm. where they haven't read about it on the internet. So it's sort of considered like the first internet transmitted disease. And just by coincidence, I happened to be watching uh, Criminal Minds the other day. Oh yeah, which I've been. You watch a lot of credit Criminal Minds in your life, don't you? I've been binging it lately. Mm. Mm. I go. You've through- binged it in the past, right? I go through phases of binging it, and they uh, they had an episode about Morgellons. There you go. Mm. Which they they solved for the main person by getting it a change of soap. Okay. At, at the at the end of the episode, after they stopped the killer who thought he had bugs under his skin, uh, there was like the Morgellons support group leader who hadn't wanted to help them solve the murders because they thought she was going to make fun of her Morgellons. Mm. And they're like, oh, using our FBI science, we've determined if you just change your soap, you'll be fine. And in the end, she was very happy with her new soap. There you go. I mean, I guess things like Morgellons and and this, you know, if you are feeling impacts of them, regardless of if it's Russia blasting you with a sonic beam (laughs) or you just someone told you that these things were happening, you still are impacted by it in some way. Mm. Like it, you know, the power of the mind's pretty, pretty strong. I did see also somebody suggesting it could just be panic attacks. Mm. And then like one of the responses to that was like, you know, in the US military or in the CIA, we don't have panic attacks. Mm. It's like, wouldn't, why not? You got plenty to panic about, a lot of stress. Yeah, there was an article about that, wasn't it? Comparing panic attacks to this. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that, but, yeah, but yeah, and you can't tra- you can't train panic attacks out of people. I don't think. No, and also it's like, isn't the U.S. military sort of one of the things they're most well known for? Besides all the other stuff, is like f- <laughs> fucking people's heads up and not dealing with it very well. <laughs> Famous for that, actually. historically, <laughs> and like at all levels and all arms of the US, you know, defense services, uh, that they're all really good at it. Mm. That seems to be their, their number one skill. Um, so the the ground zero for all this, Havana. So that embassy was quite new. Like they didn't actually have an embassy there until recently when all this started, which kind of lends the, you know, everyone is under pressure because they're suddenly working in Cuba. They're afraid they're going to catch the communism. Uh, you know, there is that, and that kind of leads credence to the the panic attacks theory. Mm. Um, I read a story in The New Yorker. It was about this as well. <laughs> I, I noted it down because 
as Audrey Lee, a, f- a career foreign service officer in her late 40s, worked in a snug office on the ground floor. The name is a pseudonym which was requested in order to protect her privacy. Her life in Havana was fascinating but orderly. She lived with her husband and their 12-year-old twins in a quiet neighbourhood full of diplomats. She she drove a sub to work each morning, arriving habitually by 7.30. But we've kept her name anonymous, just in case you know her and her 12-year-old twins (laughs) and her punctual manner working in Havana, just so you don't know who it is. Um, she felt at ease in Cuba um, oh, that year when the family returned to Havana from vacation they were struck by a foul stench in their kitchen the freezer was unplugged Lee and her husband cleaned out the rotten food plugged the freezer in, and went back to their routine thinking little about the fact that someone had been in there while they were away mm, maybe think about that if you're a diplomat in a potentially hostile country and also, it seems like in terms of uh, spycraft, yeah, uh, whoever has done that, yeah, like that seems a little lacking in spycraft to unplug an appliance. Yeah, it's a bit petty, right? Yeah, I mean, but, but also you sort of you are announcing your presence rather. Yeah, yeah. But then so, perhaps they were like they understood the level of their adversary because the. The Americans thought nothing of it. Yeah, but they got a little bit annoyed with the rotten food. Um, I mean, it's probably just a cleaner, right, as I unplugged it? Yeah, to plug in a vacuum or something. Because of its spycraft, they're they're showing their hand really early for for no... (laughs) For no gain. Yeah. Um, She had also heard rumours around the embassy of colleagues falling victim to mysterious sonic attacks, but no one knew what they were or what had caused them. Uh, the story sort of goes on to say, like, you know, everyone was whispering about it, but no one was talking about it. It's like, I feel like you'd maybe bring it up in a whip. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> bring it up don't, in a whip. <laughs> don't, don't let that rumour fester. Yeah. Bring it up in the stand-up. Yeah, daily stand-up. Hey, by the way, Johnny is being blasted by sonic attacks. Like, FYI. Yeah. You don't have to talk about it, just his, mention it. His head's ringing. And his yeah. dingers are tingling. <laughs> so, I mean, and since Havana, it's spread all around the world. Austria, Australia, Russia. So one of the explanations that I saw for this, uh, which is I hadn't seen before, so one of the alternative theories, besides a directed energy weapon attack, mm. uh, which is sort of not that plausible, really, because mm. uh, we know that they can shoot microwaves at people, but... the they make your head catch on fire. Well, they're also giant. Yeah. The the Elrads. I mean, the last time I think they really showed them in public, it was literally on the back of a giant army truck. Yeah. So the uh, the other sort of alternative um, theory for what might be behind Havana Syndrome from the Havana Syndrome believers is that it's an accidental thing caused by the Russians or the Cubans or whoever trying to listen in on things using some sort of microwave technology. Mm. And they're, they're tr- whatever whiz-bang surveillance they're using, it's having the unintended effect of making all these people sick. Mm. I did see an alternative to that theory posited, which is what if the Americans have got something in their spy bases to counter any attempts at that sort of surveillance mm. 
mm. that are having that accidental effect on people. Mm. Yeah, I did read something about the Americans found a lot of bugs because I think this was, was and I think we talked about this in the last episode we did, it was that's happened in the past where they they were hearing noises or there was interference with their radios and stuff and then they went through and found all these Russian bugs that were causing the problem. And mm. So then they, they used some sort of shield around the office yeah, to stop just, it and they just stopped. Put, just put lead up everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, lead paint. That'll do the trick. Uh, and, you know, so, yeah, you, what, Jesus, what you're saying What is, if that's it? What if they just put lead paint into everything and everyone's got bloody lead poisoning and no, no one's thinking, oh, it'd be the lead paint because, of course, everyone's like, well, we stopped using lead paint a while ago. We don't need to worry about that. But there's some clan at the CIA is like, oh, shit. But we ordered, that was I, the- <laughs> I, gave, I gave everyone lead poisoning and now it's like sort of awkward to bring it up. <laughs> Just two depart. It's just what happens when departments don't talk to each other. The I, I went back and re- remember the the guy that was upset that they were mean to him. The Russians were mean to him. He's like this hardened war guy, and he's a top level CIA guy. Yeah, I think and we've talked he- about him on the news show, but maybe if you could just give us a, a recap. Yeah, I'm, I'm recapping uh, already. I'm plowing on through because he's funny as shit. So what happened was he went there. Uh, they went to Russia, and he I guess. By the sounds of it, had up a bunch of dive bars. He was like the ambassador or something, right? No, he was just like, like a, a high up, a high C- up CIA a, guy. A senior CIA. diplomat slash yeah. CIA dude. Yeah. And they, so apparently when they meet with Russians in formal meetings or, or even informal, the Russians always have a go at them as like part of their kind of like um, feeling out process where they, so when he got there, they launched into a long lecture on America's systematic racism and the, Inter- internment of Japanese American during World War Two. Uh, Polymer- Pop- Polymeropolis, who's the guy, turned to one of his colleagues and said, "Is this guy fucking kidding? Like, are you serious?" Uh, the guy assured him that it was standard Russian practice going back more than half a century. Um, so he countered by warning the Russians to stop meddling in American elections. They denied it. Blah blah blah. Um, so they, he, he was a little bit hurt about that. Uh, he said. Um, you know, he spent his career in regions where people were exceedingly polite, uh, plying him with tea and banquets, even as they were planning to kill, kill him. But the Russians didn't like him, and he would have expected them to be a little bit more polite. Uh, so then he concocted a devious scheme to get back at them by not sending them Christmas cards. <laughs> That's right. A tradition in Russian and American uh, relations, or it's important in Russian culture. And the CIA normally send them a little friendly Christmas card. And he went to his boss and said, Don't send them a card. Don't send them cards. Um, uh, so he went, it was Gina Haspel. He went to her and asked her not to send holiday cards to the Russians that year. According to sources, sources, this is multiple. They, the journalist has done their fucking work on the Christmas card story. Yeah. Uh, to sources familiar with the incident, the the scheme hit its mark. Well, the Russians no. were furious. I, I can't take anything this fucking guy is saying seriously. Anyway, he's become like a guy who's doing a lot of news media about this as well. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Well, now it's making me think it's real because like... Of course his brain. You'd, you'd want to zap that guy. <laughs> it's... You didn't send them Christmas cards. They're going to fire up the zapper. Um, I went to his website as well. 
Do you want to hear a little snippet from his website? Oh, yes, please. This is a um, this is a little paragraph. He's got some lessons or something on his website, and this is about baseball and the CIA, a bit of a, an allegory. Uh, is that the right word? Whatever it is. Uh, Mark, I think he's writing this, and he's Mark. Mark speaks on the parallels between life in the, life in the CIA and baseball. It is an insightful, funny, and personal talk filled with principles such as the need to hit point three hundred in both baseball and espionage operations, how adversity builds career and character in both worlds, and how you never miss the hit and run sign when your teammates are relying on you. Coupled with some unique and exciting stories from places like Iraq and Afghanistan, Mark notes that the espionage operations strive to do the impossible, just like trying to hit a wicked curveball. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of stuff from the CIA that you can't really apply to the sport of baseball. Like Such as? If, well, if you're like on second base and you start torturing people, that's, <laughs> that's generally frowned upon, right? Yeah, baseball's really stayed with its traditions. You can't break traditions, and I think torture would be one of those. Mm. But, hey, dosing up LSD before going out into a mission, that happens. Hey, there we go. That's both of them. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah, that guy, I don't know, he's going to be a good source of comedy for me for a long time. Have these people considered that they've just been dosed with acid? Well, it's oh, not I without kept, precedent. I kept on hearing weird noises. It was just after Johnson got me a coffee. <laughs> but... But then I started seeing baseball and how it implies to life, and I had this revelation. The only other thing I have got is um, it's just the this FBI report into it, where they were just like, "Look, there's no um, no evidence." The Associated Press reported that a non-public FBI report found no evidence of in- intentional sonic attack. A uh, report in the New Yorker found the FBI's investigation into the incidents was stymied by a conflict with the CIA and the State Department because the CIA didn't want to give up the medical records to the FBI. <laughs> so the FBI was like, well, we've got nothing to prove that it's an attack. So, I think um, that's sort of what leads into that theory that maybe it's something that the CIA has done is that they probably don't, if it is, they probably wouldn't want to give up whatever technology they're using to stop people from listening in on them. Mm. And so mm. they'll just they'll just go with it, and like it's pretty easy to just go with something that gins up conflict with Russia when you're the CIA. Like, there's no real downside to those guys for that, especially if you've got a Russophobe journalist who's hot on the story as well. You know that Havana Act, yeah, that passed 427 to zero. Not a single person voted against it. And what is the act exactly? You... Uh, so there's a loophole in the like compo laws where compensation doesn't like apply to damage to organs such as the brain or the heart. So maybe that's like a loophole that should have been like sorted already, right? Yeah, especially given their propensity to dose people with LSD or use sonic <laughs> weapons on people. <laughs> but it's like. You could probably cover that loophole not in the Helping American Victims Afflicted by Neurological Attacks Act. Yes, yes. Anyway, uh, it's quite funny, though. The Wikipedia page for Havana Syndrome, 
I think this is a little um, editorializing from the Wikipedia people. In the see also section, mm. after like China US relations, Cuba US relations, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, they have a, a link to the article on Yellow Rain, which uh, was a, an incident in uh, 1981 where the US accused the Soviet Union of. Uh, oh, the Donald Trump thing in the hotel room. No, the US accused the Soviets of uh, pouring a sticky yellow liquid onto people. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. And like 10,000 people were killed by these things. And the Soviets were like, I don't think so. And they found out in the end it was just bees doing shits. Just bee poo. Just bee poo. <laughs> so the, the US who was, has done a lot of hideous chemical records attacks, chemical weapons attacks in that part of the world, mm. Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia, Agent Orange, uh, Napalm, then, like, accusing Russia of doing <laughs> the same thing but with pollen. Yeah. Well, bee poop. That is freaking awful. So, yeah, Havana Syndrome. I think also there's supposed to be some, like, big revelation about Havana Syndrome coming out soon, right? Oh, so I should edit this before that happens, you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> Get on the case real real quick quick spot. Headline just as we release this, Julie Ioffe vindicated. <laughs> on everything. <laughs> um, yeah, not much has changed since we first spoke about it, but it's I guess stuff has changed because they, you know, paying people well there's that and there was also there was a bunch of like cia guys got sacked or like recalled over their handling of havana syndrome stuff uh, i think because like uh they hadn't taken it seriously right and so yeah if you uh if you're not on board with havana syndrome you've sort of marked your card at the at the company just say this is russia doing it and they've got this untraceable weapon that can, like, go through walls from a distance and do it in places that are relatively... I imagine the Cuban embassy in the US is really well surveilled. Mm. What? Why are they using it on just kind of relatively low-level Diplomats people? or spies. Yeah. Yeah, like, why, why, not, why not zap the president? Yeah, yeah. Like, like it was, imagine the impact it would have if, like... The president of the United States, his brain was impaired somehow. Like that would just upend the entire thing, wouldn't it? Mm. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like you know, the the why are they targeting a specific subset? Yeah. Of of like you know, <laughs> it's kind of mid tier diplomats in their hotel rooms near embassies. Like what? What's the goal here? Yeah, the, the, Robert, you raise a very good point. I don't have an answer to that question. There doesn't seem to be anything particularly to gain from it, unless it is just an accident of listening into people. Mm. But also, it's like... And the, okay, I, the risk to relations is... Mm. I mean, it's probably pretty damaged anyway, but like, it's not going to go down well in the meetings. The Christmas Christmas cards are never going to happen again. No. <laughs> you find out. <laughs> 
just a Christmas card, though. Wouldn't you send like a, a Christmas ham? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a good opportunity to sneak a listening device in? Into a ham? In the middle of the ham. And then by the time they get to it and they realise all of the, you know, high-level discussions they've been having over slices of ham, they're like, ah, you bloody yanks. Ham, got- and, vo- ham and vodka, send them that. So they get drunk, start smashing the ham. Uh, they got us with the ham again. <laughs> <laughs> Every year they get us with this ham. What, what do you call? Uh, what would the listening device be called in that? A ham radio. Oh. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh, you can find us at Help Us Pod on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We are on Patreon. Hypothetical Institute. Thank you to Tammy, our cooked thirty-three dollars sponsor. Thanks. Thank Sal- you, Salty. Where can they find you, mate? Oh, mate. You know where can't they find me? At Salt Marsh on Instagram and Twitter and the Salt on Twitch. Robbo? You can get me at Ale of a Time, aleofatime.com. Um, and maybe if you're on Instagram, give at Shortjaw a sneaky follow. What's that? Uh, you'll find out if you give it a sneaky follow. All right. Well, I would have if you'd told me what it was. Uh, at Sextonheimer <laughs> on Twitter for me, uh, Yana, Pesaran, and Gather Around Me for my other podcasts slash radio shows. Bye. Bye. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. I said, don't worry about a thing. Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind altering drugs. Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. I said, don't worry about a thing. I accept. You can definitely hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever. Don't worry about a thing. Except not only did Bush do 9 11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which. Let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing. Except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them. Why don't you open your eyes?